0: It's time for your Daily Cards. Joe Roderick and Bob Ramsey bring you your weekday Cardinals news and notes right here on Claves Online. Presented by Munganast, St. Louis Acura, and Royal Banks of Missouri. Here's Joe and Rammer. And it's September 7th. Welcome to Daily Cards Live here on clavesonline.com. Presented by Munginass St. Louis Acura and Royal Banks of Missouri. I'm Joe Roderick, joined alongside by Bob Ramsey. And uh, Rammer, I'm, I'm going to use an old uh, Howard Balzer in uh, ism to uh, talk about yesterday's game. Hey, if you take away the first inning, it was a decent game for the Cardinals.
1: Well, yeah, but even with that, you're hoping for a 0-0 tie.
0: 1-1, one, one, yeah, 1-1 one, one tie. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. One,
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not yeah, the, the uh,
0: not the greatest start for uh, for Miles Michaelis yesterday.
1: No, it wasn't. Um, you know, when you take a look at, um, uh, we've talked about it before. Uh, when you're counting on guys to do really more than they're capable to to be able to make to create your formula for winning, um, it, it, it's just not sustainable. Occasionally, you can get it. You know what I mean? Occasionally, a Miles Michaelis coming off a long injury layoff can give you four or five really good innings, keep you in the game. But then you have to also find a way to score some runs, and then you also have to make sure you play great defense, and then you also have to make sure that you have somebody who can get the last three outs. And this is just not a team that can do that every day. Having said that, as disappointed as everybody is emotionally, um, the, the Cardinals, while not a favorite, are still absolutely in the hunt for that last wild card spot.
0: Let me ask you this, and I'm not—I'm not really asking you to dig too deep into the minor leagues. I don't know how how knowledgeable you are of of what the Cardinals might have in Memphis or Springfield or or wherever. But you talk about those guys and those arms and we know they've had a lot of injuries so far this year, but given the makeup of the Cardinals organization right now, do you feel the arms are in the organization to answer those questions in 2022?
1: No, I don't think, I think you have to, uh, think you have to evaluate Is Jordan Hicks going to come back and be your closer. Do you think he's going to be fully recovered? I think the answer is probably yes. Um, I still think you need, um, uh, at worst, a number three starter. I think you need somebody somebody who is a legitimate winner in the starting rotation. Then you let the rest of the chips fall, all the other uh, starting candidates who all have question marks. Um, you need another guy you can count on to go with uh, a, a presumptive choice of Adam Wainwright and uh, – and, uh, presumably um, Joe Flaherty and so Jack Flaherty. So then the other guys fill in behind it, but to say, absolutely, you know, right now you've got five guys who can fill a rotation and you're ready to go to battle with them. And you know, you've got a closer and a setup guy and you're all set to go. That's a stretch. I think you need to at least bring in one guy and typically the Cardinals we'll look around and find some bullpen help outside the organization as well.
0: Yeah, and you do uh, you do assume that next year Dakota Hudson will at least be given a very good opportunity to earn one of those five starting spots. Uh, they're actually going to throw him another rehab assignment where they're going to try to push him to about 60 or so pitches now. And if you're getting up to that 60 pitch mark down in, you know, it, it's it's September down in the minor leagues, that's telling me that you're going to bring him up and try to see what he has at the end of the year up at the major league level. They're, they're not just going to shut him down and say, OK, you know what? Hey, that was good. We'll see what you have next year. I really feel like they're going to say, you know what? Hey, let's see how you do in a major league setting these final two weeks of the season. And and we'll we'll see what we have for next year, a little more evaluation for what uh, what what we will go into the offseason with.
1: And a perfect example of every one of the starting candidates having a question mark next to their name, including Jack Flaherty with the shoulder. Shoulders are scary, man.
0: It's just, ever. I mean, it's, it's a little bit of everything that it's, you know, multiple parts of his body have been hurt so far this year so yes and you and you know you and I both and this isn't from a professional athlete standpoint but just a normal human standpoint that when one part of your body hurts you start to overcompensate in other areas and then you end up hurting other parts of your body yeah and the same thing will go with professional athletes so you just kind of assume you know that Jack Flaherty will need to rest an awful lot this offseason and come back strong next year but you you still do expect to see him at some point this yeah. year
1: yeah yeah hey, speaking
0: of uh speaking of uh, of injuries that just kept piling on and, and this and that Albert Pujols starts tonight for the Dodgers nice. we know he'll be mm-hmm. at first this uh this evening with JA Happ on the mound so today and Thursday Albert Pujols will start Thursday possibly and we'll we'll touch on this on Thursday could possibly be the last time that Albert Pujols ever plays yeah. a game in Bush Stadium based on whatever his future might be. Which, by the way, too, over 40,000 yesterday. We talked about this yesterday on the show. Over 40,000 showed up to the game yesterday on Labor Day, and uh, there were multiple reports in the press box that there was a loud chant of we want Albert during the game. I don't think it was for Jeff Albert. I think it was for Albert (laughs) 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 I I don't (laughs) know. Uh, unless Maybe. they're, unless the word fired was at the end of that. I don't think they were chanting that <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, but yeah. there, <laughs> but I, I, I imagine we will get another 40,000 plus at Bush stadium again tonight to see Albert Pujols in the starting lineup for the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, it'll be nice. And, um, uh, the Cardinal fans will give him a great tri- tribute plus the thousands of uh, Dodgers fans who will be at the ballpark as well. Um, it will be um, uh, a warm welcome for him and probably every time he gets in at bat um, today and Thursday. And appropriate. so. We also so- know,
0: too, uh, Yachty, Yachty sat out yesterday. You know damn well Yachty is going to uh, stand out in front of home plate and milk that for him. As long as possible to where I I imagine Albert will have to grab him by the back of the Jersey and pull him back. Let's play ball. Yeah. (laughs) Stop this. Go go back and catch.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, Pujols is the the first half of his career is the best right-handed hitter I ever saw. Now with the caveat, when I was a little kid, I saw Willie Mays and Henry Aaron, but I was a little kid and you're not really objectively, you know, looking. So with that caveat, So really since, you know, from the mid 70s on, he's the best I've seen. And I thought the guy would I think I think he was better than Frank Thomas, who I absolutely adore, by the way. And uh, it's funny, both of them dropped off dramatically in the second half of their careers, but both clearly marvelous Hall of Famers.
0: And, you know, I, I was going to bring up Frank Thomas as well, because you, you know, you said you had Aaron and Mays. That's my head. Frank Thomas when growing up, and that's who I watched. And that's what helped me fall in love with baseball. And when you go back and I don't, you know, kids nowadays don't do this the way you and I did. When you go back when you were a kid and you would look at stats and you would look at the back of the baseball card, right. you know, right. looking at the program. And if you go back and you do that for Albert or you do that for Frank Thomas or you do that for some of the other greats and you see some of the numbers they were putting up in their prime and their MVP seasons that they had, it's just it is so remarkable to look back and see what we had. And I think recently over the past few years, you've seen people do that when you put Mike Trout's first 10 years up against Albert Pools' first 10 years. Because Mike Trout has undoubtedly been the best overall player in baseball during the last decade. Yeah. And when you look at his numbers and how most of them don't come anywhere close to what Albert did during his time in St. Louis, to wrap your head around that and to realize what we got to watch here is just, is it really... I think in a way we know what we had, but it still is so underappreciated.
1: I think both can be true. I agree with that. And you you look at some of the greats. We're talking about right-handed hitters in in particular. This is off topic a little bit, but names started to go through my head, and I didn't get to see his great years. I was too little. Um, And he doesn't come up when you talk about the arguments of uh, all-time greatest shortstops. Look at Ernie Banks' career numbers when he was playing shortstop, before his knees blew out, and uh, um, just just mind-boggling, crazy numbers for a half-dozen years, seven, eight years. And then Ernie, unfortunately, his both of his knees went, and he went to first base, and he was still really, really good, not great. But you start to compare those first half of careers with Pujols and Thomas and Ernie Banks and some of those guys, um, I mean, it's uh, um, it, it's uh, it's up there where the air is crisp and not very many can get to that level,
0: yeah. I, I know we had a similar conversation a few weeks ago with Miguel Cabrera as far as the right handed hitters, yeah. but yeah, exactly. I mean, and even you know, and, and the whole the back of the baseball stuff and the stats, I mean, that you could still even that stuff like that's even true for lefties, for any, for any hitters, for any pitchers, when you look at that. And the same could be true when you look at what Ken Griffey Jr. did in his Seattle days compared to, you know, when it all dropped off when he went to Cincinnati and, you know, had that – had the the progress, had the production just kind of, you know, plateaued. Well, he kept, yeah, he kept getting and,
1: hurt. Yeah, like and, you-,
0: you know, but just to look and see just some of the numbers that were put up and then to – in some cases, think about what else was happening in baseball during those times and just how unreal some of the some of the numbers were back in yeah. the day. It's 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 fun to do. I don't think it's done enough these days by by younger fans, but it still is a uh, it's a nice thing to go back and do if you want to just have some fun with numbers and just look back at how good some of these guys were.
1: Yeah, you know, um uh, to me, I, I, I've always appreciated history. It's funny you mentioned Griffey. I was, for whatever reason, and this is why I'm such a nerd, I was randomly looking at his numbers. It was either this morning or last night. And um, just crazy. And it's a shame that the injuries kind of caught up to him when he, by the time he came over to the National League. Just what a marvelous, marvelous player. All-round player. Great defender. Good arm. Could run. He had it all. Just What a a tremendous um, athlete um, of the last generation.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, back to tonight's game on the mound tonight for the Dodgers. As much as we talk and we rant and we rave about how good this roster is and how great this pitching staff is and the payroll and the all-stars, tonight they start a guy that they just called up from AAA named Mitch White. Uh, a righty uh, to maybe calm some of the fears of Cardinal fans who think that they might get no hit by a no name tonight. He is right-handed, not left-handed. That helps. So yeah, that that'll that'll account for three hits at what? least uh, by by the Cardinal starters. But a, a 26-year-old out of Santa Clara University has played a couple games already for the uh, for the Cardinal or for the. Dodgers this year and last year, um, three innings last year, 38 and two thirds this year for the uh, for the
1: Dodgers. Yeah, you know, the um, I think that touches on what could be the one weak spot for the Dodgers in postseason if they don't have Kershaw at 100 percent. If they do, I think I mentioned this yesterday. If they do, I'm all in with the Dodgers as the favorite. But if they don't, I mean, you take a Hall of Famer, whether it's out of your lineup, out of your rotation, out of the closer role, you take a Hall of Famer away from a team, it'll make a difference. They need to get him back, and tonight, I think, is an example of why.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, just the other day, uh, I guess, last outing for uh, for Mitch White, uh, as he was just recalled yesterday, the last time out was on August 29th, three and a third innings pitched, uh, three runs on six hits before that went seven and a third against the pirates allowing just two hits and no runs out of the bullpen and a relief appearance for the uh for the dodgers in that game so has uh has impressed during his time up here in the big leagues no lineups uh, just yet for the cardinals or the dodgers it's a six forty five game tonight but as we mentioned early in the show, and as Dave Roberts mentioned over the weekend, Albert Pujols will be in the lineup tonight for the Dodgers starting tonight and Thursday against the Cardinal
1: lefties. So the lineup nerd guy, does Bellinger play? Does Muncy play? Where does he play? Then what do you do with uh, uh, Seager and Trey Turner? Um, a wonderful problem for Dave Roberts to have, to have so many choices and he can mix and match. Um I don't think Bellinger will play and um you know would they want to give Seeger uh, a day off and move Trey Turner to short and leave Muncie in I don't know that's something that could happen or maybe they give Muncie the day off to say hey take the day
0: Yeah so we'll uh, we'll see that lineup should be out in a uh, in a few hours as uh, we we're going a little early here today on yeah. Daily Cards
1: Rammer uh quickly a word from our friend at Royal Banks Royal Banks of Missouri for over half a century, over 50 years in our town, looking to help you achieve your financial goals, whether they're little, big, small, whatever you need from the banking industry, Royal Banks provides it with you, for you, with great service. Easy to get on board, call 314-212-1500. Of course, you can go online to royalbanksofmo.com. It's a great website to get you started. Royal banks, where better service means better banking. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender.
0: Hats for today. I went and I dug this one out, oh. just a Notre Dame hat. I think I bought it for a dollar out of a bin somewhere once, and I think it was matching whatever I was wearing that day. So I brought it out. Hey, they won their, uh, their week one game this uh, this past week against Florida State, 41-38. to 38. I'm in no way any big Golden Domer fan. I just, I, I have the hat. That's
1: <laughs> That's the Good. story behind yeah. it. <laughs> well, for me, it's one of my all time favorites. I generally only wear it at Christmas because of the colors. It is Hockey Team Canada lid, mm. um, Nike lid, uh, snapback. And uh, uh, I just, I absolutely adore this cap. It's my Christmas cap.
0: Speaking of hockey, I haven't listened to it yet, but uh, our friend Cam Jansen and Andy Strickland, the Cam and Strick podcast. For, uh for people out there I saw they have Craig Baruby on their uh Ooh, their show nice. this week so I uh, I imagine that's gonna be good listening for uh for any fans of the uh of the blues you would think there, so absolutely which I, am, which, which I imagine we have many that watch this show as well
1: each I'm and a big, every day I'm a big fan of baruby <laughs> No, just kidding. just kidding guys I love cam and script I love them.
0: At least, you know, I mean, Cam can beat you up. I mean, Strict, yeah. maybe, maybe you, you know, I don't But but yeah, at least, at least make sure that Cam knows that you no, like him. It,
1: <laughs> that'll be a lot of fun. That'll be a lot of fun.
0: Hey, this has been Daily Cards Live each and every weekday, presented by Munginass St. Louis Acura and Royal Banks of Missouri. He's Bob Ramsey. I'm Joe Roderick. You're watching us right here on clavesonline.com. St. Louis Acura is excited to announce the opening of our newly remodeled service lounge. We sell pre-owned vehicles of all makes and models and take pride in servicing what we sell. We offer free pickup and delivery service and a complimentary car wash and vacuum with every service. We also have a full-service reconditioning shop on-site that can repair vents, buffers, and wheels. As the nation's only 29-time Acura Precision Team winner for customer satisfaction, we work every
1: day to make St. Louis Acura better than ever for you.